gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the latest episode of the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennick. I am actually sitting in my theatre where I watch a lot of my movies and I'm joined by my not-so-up-to-date-with-movies friend, Trevor oh, Long. Wow. He's getting there. I love how you are building your library of movie knowledge. Yeah, my knowledge is expanding week by week, and I, I will say I'm a bit excited about today because I definitely am aware of this movie, Okay, but I've never seen it. Well, the movie we're talking about is Independence Day, released in 1996. It was directed by Roland Emmerich. Written by Dean Devlin, the same team behind Stargate, another movie you've probably never heard of. That was another great sci-fi movie starring Kurt Russell was in that one. Uh, This one, though, Independence Day, stars Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. It's the ultimate alien invasion movie. Now, it's funny because Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich got the idea for this movie when they were fielding a question on their Stargate media junket. Right. Right. As uh, a reporter asked Emmerich why he made a film about the, the whole sci-fi and the whole like the whole story about behind Stargate is obviously means there's there's other beings in the universe. Why did he make something if he did not believe in aliens? Oh. And Emmerich's reply was, "Look, I'm I'm of course I'm fascinated by the very idea uh, yeah. of that." And. Um, Emmerich said, he goes, I'm fascinated, but imagine if aliens just suddenly arrived on Earth. What would we do? And so that answer... So that answer sparked the idea to... He turned to Dean Devlin and goes, look, I think we just got an idea for our next movie. So they got together. They in the, Over the next four weeks, they wrote the script. What? Approached the studio, sent it out on a Thursday to the studio and started fielding offers the next day. By Monday, deals done. They were in pre-production for Independence Day. No way. That's how quickly. Well, don't forget, Stargate was a big hit. It was a, it was a solid was hit. It? Right. And they pitched this as this ultimate sort of big budget show. And they thought, let's go. 20th Century Fox film. They thought, we're into it. So wow. had you heard of this before? Definitely. I definitely heard of this. 
I could have even told you that Will Smith was in it. Yep. Okay. Um, but no, I, I've not seen it. Well, it, it's a pretty epic movie. Uh, it was the highest grossing movie of 1996. Okay. Became the 96. second highest grossing film of all time worldwide at the time. Second only to Jurassic Park, which okay. came out in 93, so a few years earlier. It broke the records for fastest film to get to 100 million, and that was in seven days. Then broke the fastest to $200 million at 20 days. Both of those records were previously held by Jurassic Park. Now, who else was in Jurassic Park? One of the stars of, uh, of Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum. Boom, look at the big brain on track. Oh, movie brain! <laughs> Step aside, Stephen Boom, Fennick. boom. So uh, the movie also won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects, naturally. It was yeah. uh, pretty, pretty epic for the time. Uh, it was nominated for Best Sound, but it didn't win. Oh. We are going to dive into the movie. This is your last exit before the freeway. So if you haven't seen Independence Day, it's been out since 1996, you can watch it on Fetch. Don't feel bad. I hadn't seen it either. And uh, you know what? I enjoyed it to a point where I would recommend you get your get your family around, fire up the Fetch box, and just press that voice button and search Independence Day. It's always fun to watch the Fetch box work out what you're saying in such quick time. It goes from trying to understand what the word is to absolutely nailing it and then showing you the recommendations of where to watch it and how I chose to uh, buy this one because I knew it was a blockbuster um, and uh, put it up on the big screen and watched it with great joy. Thousands of movies available to rent or buy on your Fetch box. If you haven't got a Fetch box, ring your internet provider and say, do you guys do Fetch boxes? And if they don't, change internet providers because <laughs> any good internet provider definitely provides Fetch. Otherwise, you can go to JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, those kind of places and buy the Fetch Mighty or Mini. The Mighty allows you to record TV shows on the go. The Mini allows you to stream everything you want with every big service. So Fetch has got you covered and Fetch are great proud sponsors of the best movies you've never seen. Okay, so we are going to dive into the movie. But before we do that, you've, you've heard of the movie. Yeah. And now that you've finally seen it, what are your impressions? Big fan. Oh. Big fan. Okay. I'll tell you why. And you know that I struggle with Star Wars-y sci-fi, right? Yeah. Um, It didn't have that feel to it entirely. Obviously, there's alien beings and all that kind of stuff, but they were kept to a minimum, and they were so in context. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... it was based in realism. It's it's supposed to be based in realism. I think you've you've absolutely nailed my my genre, is it has to have some form of realism. And I think if you're going to have an alien context to a movie, yeah. this had genuine realism about yeah. it. So for that reason, it, I quite enjoyed it. Did it did a good job with it too. I reckon the way it was sort of told, was told from all these points of view, so yes. that's how it affected a, different uh, characters. It felt long. What's the duration? 215, 2.20. Yeah, so I, I watched long, yes. the special edition, which had like did. another like 30, 20 oh, minutes God, are we of running extras? through the special no, 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 edition? No, 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 the special right, edition's okay. not here. I gave, you the, <laughs> I gave you the short version, mate. Uh, I've watched this. I remember when it first came out, I watched it multiple times in the cinema. Yeah, so it came out in ninety six. It would be good in the. It, yeah. it was a massive big screen movie. So I remember going to see it with my brother and saw it. I reckon I saw it five times. I reckon when it came out in ninety six, yep. and it's a favorite to watch now. I've got it on. I've got it on four K. I think I own it digitally as well. It's it, to me. I describe it. It's like an amusement park ride. 
it's this fun thing to go on. You just kind of know what to expect, and you know it's going to give you a good experience. Both, and I love watching it in here because it's it gives you it looks great and it sounds great. It really gives your speakers a workout. Yeah. Like the neighbors up the street, their windows are rattling when I've got the turn, turned up in here. So uh, that was pretty good. I've actually uh, I've actually interviewed Roland Emmerich, the director of right. this. I interviewed him when he released the sequel. Independence Day Resurgence, which was released 20 years after Independence Day. Oh, really? Yeah, but don't bother. It was rubbish. Oh. It was. I was so disappointed in the sequel. How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't quite capture the magic. Will Smith wasn't in it. Oh, right. Jeff Goldblum was in it, but, mate. No, yeah. I, you know what? Story I for another day. Yeah. I mean, they're great actors. Yeah. But I think the story... Yeah. And the visual effects is what made this movie Absolutely work. Absolutely right. It was amazing. But the cast, too, really good cast. We're starting with yeah. Will, Will Smith. So he played Steve Hiller. Yep. Uh, but at the time, it was a bit of a controversial casting, though. It wasn't, wasn't immediately backed by... This was like a massive production. He'd been in like Bad Boys and some other little productions, but this is like an epic blockbuster, like summer tentpole movie. Yeah. A lot of people were thinking, Gee, can Will Smith carry this? And, mate, he did. Yeah, right. It went led on to him his career. He so this was a big part of like the bo- the this bottom was end one of the, of the sort of this was his getting out of the Fresh yeah. Prince into movies and then right. here we go boom springboard. So he did went on to make uh, Men in Black, the all the Men in Black movies. I Am Legend. See, in Bad my Boys mind, 2. I think I had a bit of Men in Black confusion here. Ah, yeah. Because again, that I feel sense. like Men in Black something I That's might have alien seen. Alien related. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so I was expecting. Have you not seen Men in Black? I think I might have seen it. Oh, so you know, know I'm, I'm pointing at you to blank yeah, out your memory. So the memory, <laughs> memory uh, wipe, yeah, yeah. I didn't know whether that was in this. No. Nah, nah, yeah, different, right, okay. different, similar genre, a different yep. movie there, mate. The other person we've mentioned too is uh, Jeff Goldblum. He plays uh, David Levinson, and he was, of course, in Jurassic Park, The Fly, and I'm sure you've seen him in a favourite crime show of yours. Yes, uh, Law and Order. Order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a strange season when yeah. he came in. I'm thinking yeah. Jeff Goldblum, oh, Law yeah. and Order. What? He was in Jurassic Park. He's in Law and Order now. Yeah, he's, he's a strange. He cat. goes all right or not? In, I've never seen him in Law and Order. He, he, he's got more gore in about him than other people uh, that try. So it was a criminal intent. He was. Yeah, he's, uh, he was criminal intent. Oh, but he was, was he a detective or was he? He was a detective. Oh, he took over from Gorham, from Vincent Donofrio. It was in one of those series where they were alternating every week. Who uh, were the detectives? Yeah. Well, tri- bit of trivia for you: Vincent Donofrio, who's Gorham, yeah. was in Men in Black. Well, with, we are with, going with, around with in Will Smith. Here. He right. plays, yeah, he plays sort of the the villain alien in in um, okay. or he gets possessed. In well, let's watch that because I'm a big fan. Sure. Now, Bill Pullman is also in. This I know the president from the uh, from you saw him in the. In the uh, we, we mentioned in our other podcast <laughs> that I've been watching him in the Sinner. The Sinner, and uh, yeah, I, w- I went and it was fascinating because I, I watched him in this show where he's very. Got a very strange mannerisms, that, yeah, yeah. and I was watching him in this, trying to work out whether they're his genuine mannerisms and ah. voice and things. So yeah. So Bill Pullman plays President Thomas Whitmore, and he was in Malice. Malice is a good movie uh, with Nicole Kidman, uh, Alec Baldwin. Take your word for it. Really good show. We'll be doing that on the show at some time. Uh, he was also in Sleepless Seattle and in The Sinner, as as you have uh, pointed out. Judd Hirsch plays uh, Julius Levinson, so D- J- Jeff Goldblum's dad. Okay, yep. Yes, he's and very famous. Even yes. though he plays his old man, Judd Hirsch is only 17 years older than Jeff Goldblum. But he... That he, is quite he, old. He, yeah, he, made, he made him 17 years older. Is, yeah. is really he does old. look a lot older. Okay. <laughs> then we had uh, Robert Logia, uh, General Grey, and Randy Quaid played Russell Case. Did you recognise Ro- Ro- Randy Quaid? No. Oh, well, yes, no, no, yes. Randy Quaid, Randy yeah. Quaid. Oh, you would need to call him, see, I need, here, I need what do you, call you him? need to call him Crop Duster in this. The Crop Duster, yeah. Well, he's, see, he's, this is the thing about but, movies like this, right? Yeah. 
I struggle to catch their names and and the character names. The characters. Or the act- yeah. Oh, okay, you know. Yeah, so I'm I like Will up, yeah. Smith and his and his girlfriend and the son, Jasmine, yeah, um, and Crop Duster and the Russell general. Case, do you know what I mean? Like general I'm Gray. not, yeah, because yeah. you know what? Because I've seen them so many yeah, times, I know their character names. Of course, yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to dive into the run-through in one moment. But before we do that, you should uh, hear about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. Now, I mentioned how the audio-visual experience really makes the movie. Don't yep, you agree? Absolutely. Now, on a Hisense TV, that's exactly what you get. They've got screen sizes all the way up to 85 inches. Now, imagine watching Independence Day on Oof. an 85-inch TV. Bring with, it on. Not only, though, with Dolby Vision, so you can see a great picture. And great, great contrast, but also Dolby Atmos so it sounds good as well. And this is a great sounding movie. So you want, you want to not only the movie to look good, but sound good as well. That's exactly what you get with a Hisense TV. Their, their mini LED technology. Their, they've also got ULED technology, well, quantum dot color. They've also got full array local dimming, which helps with the contrast and the picture quality as well. And as I mentioned, Dolby Vision, so it looks good. Dolby Atmos, so it sounds good. Also has a really cool Vita U5 smart TV operating system, so you can get to your content really quickly. And of course, Hisense back their products with a three-year warranty, so uh, that gives you added peace of mind. So you know you're getting a quality product if the company can give you a three-year warranty. So give them a go, and look, go big or go home. An 85-inch Hisense TV is just what you need. If you want to find out more, head over to Hisense.com.au. Well, Trev. We are going to dive into the run Strap through. yourselves in, folks. This is going Stephen's to be a bumpy ride. Element. So, <laughs> well, the movie starts off. We we see we're on the moon. Yeah. And we see the little plaque that says, we come in peace. Did you notice that at the very start? No. The, at the very start, is you see the plaque and then you, you see the sand sort of moving because these big objects coming towards yeah, right. it. That plaque actually exists on really? the moon. That plaque... That was uh, it was part of the Apollo eleven moon. That's the Apollo eleven moon landing site yeah. is for real, and it measures. It's like nine by seven and a half inches, mm-hmm. so twenty two like twenty three centimeters by nineteen point five centimeters, and it was put there by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the surface of the moon to commemorate their landing. Wow. And, and it does actually say "We come in peace," wow. and it's signed by. It's got Richard Nixon's signature on it. So that, that's actually there. So if you ever get to the moon, that is actually Yeah, there. I'll check it out, mate. Yeah. But we see this big shadow approaching. We see Earth in the distance and then over the top. And this sort of reminded me of the opening shot of Star Wars. You know, the very first shot of Star Wars is this little ship and then this massive Star Destroyer coming over the top of the of the screen. That's pretty much a bit of a rip-off of what uh, Star Wars is here with this gigantic ship coming through. Yeah. And then uh, we see SETI, which is the, I think, is the Search, search for, for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Intelligence. There you go. Uh, Mate, that, s- at that moment, I yeah. went, oh, my God, I'm transported back to 1995. Yeah. Because they had the, sort of the, the old-style computers. No, no. And, back yeah. in, when I was first on the internet, you oh. could download SETI, oh. and you would be given a piece of their data that your oh, computer really? would analyse. Oh. It was oh, so like they, a distributed is network. Is that right? They did yes. that back then. Wow. Yes. You were in your element I then, was mate. nerding wow. out. Well, they hear this signal. They call the boss. And yeah. they, they're thinking, they're wondering, what the hell's going on? This better not be another damn Russian spy job. Boys from air traffic res say the skies are clear. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. Let's, let's not jump the gun here. <laughs> Get online with Space Command. They're going to want to know about... 
What's with the golf ball? He's, he's practicing his putting. Well, yeah. This can't be right. The calculated distance from source is only 375,000 kilometers. It's coming from the moon. Funny, that was the signal here. There's the signal in the background. So they, when they say it's coming from the moon, they mean it's coming from that distance, right? Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're picking up this signal that should be coming from another galaxy. It's coming from their own, our own solar yeah. system. So yeah. it's approaching. Uh, we find out it's July the 2nd. And the yep. next thing we see, we're in Washington. We see the Pentagon is sort of rushing around. They've obviously seen things. They they, they said, look, we've seen images and there's this object coming towards us. It's 550 kilometres across. They're wondering what it is. And they, they, they I think they asked the question. The general says, uh, "Is it what is it, a meteor? Is it this? And then he goes, no, it's not. He goes, he goes what, how do you mean? He goes, no, it's slowing, slowing down. Slowing down. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, ooh, so it's slowing it's down. It's a very strange, like this, the setup here is... Is quite detailed. Like you're not really following at all, and that's yeah. that's they're, what they're, they're trying it? to yeah. question. Yeah. It's meant to make you sit there and go, "What the hell's yeah. going on?" Which is yeah. good, right? That's absolutely. the whole point. Because yeah, that's how you'd be if you were at SETI, if you're at the Pentagon, if you're in yeah. the White House. It's sort of the everyone's covering it. Yeah. Everyone's got a sort of one. No one knows what's yeah, going on. Right. So next thing we see is the president, sort of uh, with his daughter, talking to his wife on the phone. Yeah, I think he says, "Remember, he says, oh, look, I've got a confession. I'm sitting next to a beautiful, sleeping next to a beautiful brunette, <laughs> and it's his daughter." Uh, and then that was the first time his wife uses the line. Remember, she always says, "He says something," and she says, "Liar." Liar. She sort of knows she can pick him. Um, and he's watching the TV, saying, "Oh, look, you know." They give him a bit of background, but they get a little bit of exposition on the TV. They said, "Oh, he used to be a Gulf War pilot, and before he became president, he was a pilot in the Gulf War." Yep. And then one of them says, "Oh, they elected a warrior and then got a wimp." And <laughs> I think his assistant Connie comes in and says, "Oh, you know, so sort of all politics." They they uh, sort of lamenting the fact that they're, they're not sort of judging him on his achievements, but. Then he gets a call from the Secretary of Defence and his answer is, says, can you say that yeah. again? What? You would. I mean, you would. Imagine you pick up the phone and the Secretary of Defence says, mate, there's a thing, enormous. Yeah. There's a 550-kilometre object coming towards Slowing it. down, yeah. making sounds. We don't know what it is. Yeah. You'd be so, like, sorry, mate, just what? what? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you'd have that reaction, wouldn't you? The next thing, the little little tight shot of a, you see a satellite sort of coming towards you. And, and then, that's the first yeah. moment you get true perspective. Oh, yeah. I think. Yes. Because it's uh, it doesn't even look like a satellite. It looks like a like a spa- part well, of the International Space Station. The satellite, if you look closely at it, Dean Devlin, who's a Star Wars nerd too, the very top of the satellite is the Death Star. You put a little oh mini Death Star on top God. of it. So it looks like a little Death Star. So that crashes into this massive object. You're thinking, yeah. my God, and you're right. Gives you that that first sort of yeah. perspective. But yeah. n- cut to New York City. David Levinson's playing chess with his old man and a little bit of exposition to him. He's obviously a chess player, so he's a smart bloke talking about this. And uh, we also find out that he used to be married. Listen, David, I've been meaning to talk with you. It's nice that you see me so much now, but... Don't, don't start, uh, I'm only saying it's been, what, four years? You're still wearing wedding band? <laughs> three years. I right, three, four, you're divorced. Come on, move on. This is not healthy. No, this is not healthy. The smoking is, is not healthy. So we sort of find out he's a bit of a, you know, obviously concerned for his old man, but he's sort of all into recycling, is a bit of a, you know, yeah. uh, wants, to, wants to save the world. Uh, then the so the next cut is to where he works in the cable TV office, and they're just being flooded with these complaints because the signal's disrupted, right? So there's yeah. all satellite, uh, so all dramas with the satellite. They're, 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 I think David tells them, "Look, why don't you just switch transponders and point it at another satellite?" They said, "Don't you think we would have tried that by now?" So, uh, so then we sort of then we we cut into another part of and the. And this is where it's kind of fascinating, where you realise this is like a Seinfeld episode with three different. Yeah, arcs there's going all on at the multi same time multiple stories that are yeah. all at some point going to come yeah, together. And they're all being affected. Yeah. 
and it's funny because when this first moment, it's about this like in a crop duster. There's is he spraying the, what he gets a phone call? He's sprayed the yeah, wrong field. Sprayed the wrong field. And yeah. then he he actually lands on the road and pulls into a house and he tells him that he's spraying the wrong field. But at that very moment, I'll be honest. At that very moment, I'm like, okay, so this guy's going to end up being a part. Like, you, he's a part. The whole yeah. purpose of this, okay. I can see the setup. But you, but also gives him a bit of his. He's a screw up. Yeah, he's a bit he's of a drinking. Drunk. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. The next thing we see though is the the shot of the all the ships detaching from the mothership. It, this made no yeah. sense to me at all. Yeah, so it's like you just see all these little discs around the earth. Yeah, and you're thinking what, and then. You, we then move back into the Oval Office where they're saying, look, it might just pass us by. Why don't we just send a, a nuclear missile up there and do, do deal with it? The officers then enter and tell them what we just saw in that previous little clip was that the main object had broken off into three dozen other pieces. Yeah, just three dozen pieces. Yeah, and they're entering our atmosphere. So you're thinking, okay, what the hell? So there's the mothership and all these little other ships. Well, yep. not little, they're massive, but they're entering the atmosphere. Uh, David, back cutting back to David, he says, "Oh, you know, he's a, obviously a pretty smart bloke yep. talking about how signals embedded should be able to block it out. They're pretty happy. Again, sort of this multi-global view. You see the northern desert in Iraq, these strange clouds. Cut to a submarine who has this radar blackout. Yep. The infrared's off the chart. They paint the picture pretty well here that this thing isn't just a White House issue. This is not yeah, just it's a, a global New York issue. issue. This yeah. is happening across the planet yep. and." The, I think the picture that I get here is it's all about the interference. Like there's yeah. everything that would normally be used in terms of um, communication. Satellite, satellite, yeah. It's just all gone haywire. Yeah. I, I think and it's we all, find it's out well why. presented. We yeah. find out why too. So Pentagon, again, tracking the ships. They, they say, look, they're heading all towards all the major cities. Yeah. And well, they don't have their, they don't have their ships. They, they call them uh, phenomenon, they call it. And we see a report in Russia where there's a reporter live on TV saying the cloud is clearing the mountains It's and there's panic in the streets and everything's happening. And then the next thing, they get a call from one of the AWACS. Remember the plane that's yes. sort of near it? They fly into this cloud and it's just flames and it's just yeah, good night. The this plane, is the first time the you realise that um, there, there's going to be a bit of destruction because yeah. if see I didn't I had no idea what was going to happen in the movie here but at that yeah. point I realised hang on a minute this, this is going to end in some death. <laughs> because, so they thought Whoa. yeah. That's not real good. Anyway, we switch back to the president, and he tells the look, oh, my God, I'm staying here. Because if you want to take the vice president and the joint chiefs, the cabinet, take him to NORAD, do what you want. And that's what they do. But he, he advises people, look, stay in your homes. If And then they go, guess, what happens if they do become hostile? And he goes, well, God help us all if they do that. Uh, David realises the signal will is actually cycling down. He says yes. the signal will be gone in seven hours. And, and he says, look... Um, the, 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 he goes out and is, tries to tell um, his, his colleague, he says, look, the signal's not going to be there, but they're all sort of glued to the TV watching the president uh, And that's the moment where it. they all bugger off to the... They decide to go to the basement. basement. There's an old bomb shelter old bomb at the basement, shelter. right? So things happen quickly now. So then we cut back to Russell Case in the cafe. He's getting ridiculed. Apparently he was kid- He was abducted by aliens. by aliens. One of the blokes jokingly said he, he was. Uh, they interfered with him sexually and all this sort of stuff. So, uh, But they sort of look out the window and see the clouds on the horizon. So cut then to the next sort of storyline is Steve Hiller, who is uh, in bed in Los Angeles with his, with his girlfriend and the house is shaking. They go, oh, another quake. And uh, he, he he thinks, that, oh, he goes, she says, go back to bed. It's not even a three-pointer three or something. Yeah. <laughs> they think it's nothing. And this is where I begin yeah. my confusion around this whole men in black versus independence yeah, day oh, thing because right. I've got this sense that he's going to be this military guy, but he's like he looks like a deadbeat 
in bed with a yeah. So he's not in the suit and tie. You thought? Do you know that what I mean? Like, okay, you, so you got you the movies confused. Yeah. Any, well, you don't get any sense of who this guy is, no, right? Early not, on, not that's at the that whole point. point. Yeah, not at that point. But then, cutting back to Washington, we see the shadows sort of shrouding the cities. We think some something's happening here, yeah. and then there's the big reveal where the ship is coming out of the clouds over New York City. Chaos on the ground, car accidents. It's just bedlam. Yeah. Uh, David then works out why there's a signal. Uh, just as the president's about to address the nation. Yep. So we, we see then Steve Hiller, so Will Smith's character, wakes up, thinks the neighbour, looks is, out the window, goes, oh, look, Jasmine, I'll the be honest, this is where <laughs> I go, plot hole, um, <laughs> because it's like you walk out and you don't notice the huge... Yeah, the 15-kilometre-wide 15 15 ship 15-kilometre-wide ship. Yes. And also, you know, he picks up the paper before he sees this thing. Oh, no, he's reading the paper and thinking... And then she yeah. comes out and the same thing happens. She and comes out and goes, do you want a coffee? It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Didn't you see, like... If I, if I walk out the front of my house and it's cloudy, I notice. Yes, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do, mate. This is, like I said, there's a lot of pl- well, plot holes in this if, movie. If I can give you one other <laughs> major plot hole, which yeah. does struggle, I do struggle with through yes. the whole movie, is the amount of light underneath them. These, light underneath them. What do you the, mean? These things are enormous. Yeah. They block the sun. Yeah. It would be ah, right, nighttime okay. underneath okay. them. Okay. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. That's, that's my well, they only do, observation. They, they, there's a lot of sort of shadow casting in that as they, as they yeah, move along. Not enough. Okay. Point taken, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, he 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 does like he he. How does he not notice? But then we go back to David, uh, back in the uh, in the, in the office there, and he's worked out what it is. Uh, he tells his mother to pack up and leave town because he's made a discovery. David, David, talk to me. You hear me tell you that the signal hidden in the satellite feed is slowly recycling down to extinction. Not really. Countdown. We oh, It's like in chess. First, you strategically position your pieces, then when the timing's right, you strike. See? They're positioning themselves all over the world, using this one signal to synchronize their efforts in approximately six hours. The signal's going to disappear, and the countdown's going to be over. And then what? Checkmate. So we, he's he's got some info there. Uh, next thing we see is the presidential address saying, "Look, an unprecedented event. We're not alone in the universe. These massive ships above above yeah. our cities might be a bit of a clue." That Imagine, there are, like that's there are what I went. Okay, this is pretty. How awesome would you react to that? It's like what I mean. Imagine being the speechwriter for the president of all <laughs> the speeches you think you're going to write in your career. The State yeah. of the Union, all these things. Yeah. We're we are not alone yeah. in this universe. Do you yeah. reckon that's yeah. a speech that's in a filing cabinet somewhere? Probably. Yeah. Probably you think about it. Like the the universe is so vast. I've learnt that through my astrophotography. There there are galaxies that are twenty three million light years away, and all it takes is for one of those planets to have a sun and oxygen and an atmosphere, and there's people on it. So, but we're just so spread out by distance that it's virtually impossible for us to ever ever see them in our lifetimes. So. Yes, there are probably aliens. Not, I don't think they look like the ones in this movie, but I think that there are definitely intelligent life out there that is wow. well beyond our reach. This escalated. It did. <laughs> so cut back to Steve Hiller, who we discover is uh, is a pilot. Uh, and is he a pilot? I think he's a pilot for the Marines. He's not uh, an Air Force uh, pilot. He's well, a Marine pilot. I don't pilot. think you realise he's a pilot at that point. All I saw yeah, was he's a, a Marine. I, think, yeah. I wrote he's in the armed forces. Yes. Um, yes. That's all. Really, really, all I got from this. He's just, he's just getting dressed. Yeah. He's putting his uniform on. He's like, I've got to go to the base. Yeah. So, which that, when the, there's a crisis, it's all hands on deck. Isn't it? And that's where your vision of this guy, because you remember, there's a there's a young kid, and there's a, a, what looks like a mum and dad. Let's we don't yeah. need to worry about the the realities of it. 
in bed, basically not caring about the kid. You, it does feel a little bit deadbeaty. Yeah. And then he, because he sees this thing happen, he goes and gets his uniform, he puts it on, and he, he's going back to base. You immediately switch your opinion of him from being yeah. a deadbeat to being a committed uh, member of the military. You know, like that's yeah. that's that thing that none of like the us mere mortals don't have that. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> yes, of course. Like, and you also discovered too that. Uh, Jasmine's his girlfriend, not his wife, yes. and his little son. And remember, he tells her, "Why don't you come get your stuff together, come out to the stay with me on the base?" Yes, yeah. and, and she thinks that's uh, that's a pretty good idea. David then decides he's going to go see his old man. Needs to borrow the car. He's got a well. He initially tries to call Connie, remember about the signal, yeah. but she hangs up. She, she hangs up on she, him. Now they're they're obviously and that's you realise you realise yeah. that that's his ex. She works there, so she works at the White House. He's got a he's, that's his way in to tell the president what yep. there might be going on. Uh, they decide we're going to drive to Washington. Yeah, and they they head out. President tells his wife, I think he's he, the first lady's in L.A. She says, "Look, I'm leaving as soon as I can." Uh, but then on the on the drive to Washington, his old man's wondering because well, you, you, all these people in Washington, you don't you think they're not as smart as you? Well, you think they don't know what you know? They know, believe me, they know. She works for the president; they know everything. They don't know this. Oh, oh, oh. you're gonna educate them, huh? Yeah. So tell me something. Are you so smart? How come you spend eight years in MIT to become a cable repairman? Yeah. All I'm saying is they got people who handle these things, David. They want HBO. They'll call you. It's a great line. You know what I thought during that moment? I thought that's a dad who yeah. doesn't understand what his son does, and it's a son yeah. who can't be bothered trying to explain to his dad what he does. You know, it's, it's basically me yeah. with my mum. It's like, okay, I can't. My, if I try to explain to my mum that we're doing a movie, a yeah. podcast about a movie, she'd be like, well, a, what's what? a podcast? Yeah. B, like, it'd be so. She's just better off thinking I'm Trevor yeah. Long from the Today Show. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely right. I do like the other line too that where he says, "Look, you know, I don't, I don't want to argue about it. Just drive, drive." And he goes, "What are you, what are you worried about?" He's driving so he goes, slow. He goes, "Look, everyone's overtaking us." He goes, "What are you worried that we're going to go to Washington? And it's not going to be there, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of a possibility here." Uh, next thing we see, Russell Case on TV saying, "Oh, they're going to kill us all," and we find out that he was a Vietnam a Vietnam veteran yeah, suffering yeah. from PTSD, uh, but he was released from jail. Yes. I think, "Hang on, we've got bigger fish to fry than having you in jail." So yeah. let him go. Yep. He heads back to uh, to his his uh, his kids, but then at uh, we see. Stephen Hill arrive at the El Toro base. Yes. And he finds in his locker a letter from NASA. So at that moment, I'm like, okay, this is escalated real quick. NASA's yeah. already involved. NASA are going to have selected these pilots. It's on, right? This is a, They're mounting a, a response. what you thought. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. like, why else would there be a letter yeah. from NASA? It's like, well. okay. It's very interesting, but then immediately that's not the case. Well, the case was that he wanted to be part of the space shuttle program. And they said, we regret to inform you that, sorry, you yep. can't do it. Uh, so he gets the knockback. But uh, what happens, this is a funny little scene with Harry Connick Jr. So Harry Connick Jr. is his mate. And a ring falls out. Remember the ring fell out? And he goes, oh, it's a dolphin ring, a diamond ring, a gauge ring. Yeah. And he goes, what's this? He goes, oh, don't talk about Jasmine. And the other bloke, he's kneeling down in front of him holding the ring. And, and, <laughs> and the bloke walks past. Bloke walks past, remember, and goes... Uh, just puts his hands up and goes, sorry, I'll just leave you guys alone. He, he thinks he's proposing to it, but it was yeah. quite funny. In any other uh, era, he'd be like, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's right. But then we switch to the to Jasmine. So we, and we, we realise what she does a, for she's a, a She's a dancer of the exotic variety. Yes. And she's in the nightclub, but but no one's watching her. Everyone's glued yeah. to the TV. She's dancing on the stage. No one's looking and at I her. And I don't know much about yeah. it, but I understand they work well off tips. So she's basically yeah, she's wasting thinking, her time. What am I doing here? Yeah, so they're watching the news. She, she goes in. She's about to leave, and one of her Friends makes a sign and she says, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going straight after my shift. I'm going on top of those buildings. She says, Look, I've got a bad feeling about this. Don't go. And look, I don't and wanna, she still goes, that girl. I don't want to foreshadow, and you've just mentioned it. She, she goes and there's yeah. drama. Yeah. But I do think little bits like that 
I don't actually make sense. Yeah, that could have been cut out. But yeah, this whole a little like, segue. To be honest, yeah. the whole scene. Well, she was a fan been, of them. She was thinking, "Oh, how cool!" The is whole it? scene could have been avoided yeah. with when we first see Jasmine and and, and Hilla. Yeah. Um, it could have been Hilla asleep, kid playing Xbox, and the wife coming home late from a shift. Uh, you know, do you know what yeah, I mean? You maybe. could have identified her as a stripper. Well, much I don't easier. think they wanted to reveal it that well, that easily. They wanted to sort of to tease it out a little bit. I just don't what think it mattered. Did. Okay. Because it only anyway, comes uh, up one, once else in the buddy movie. Yeah, true. Well, when she mentions the first lady That's later right. on. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, David arrives in Washington. I'll just send my notes to the director and say, <laughs> my director's cut. Mate, I've got his number. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, sure. David arrives in Washington. And what I, all I love about this scene is the real 90s technology. Did yeah. you love this bit? It yeah. would have taken you back. Nerdy, yeah. Looks up Connie's portable phone, he calls it. Yes. Portable phone, not yes. cell phone. Not portable cell phone, phone. Yeah. He gets a CD of a street directory. Yes. And puts his little antenna out because they're going to triangulate her position. Yeah. And uh, he she says, "Look out your window," and she says, "And she, he says, don't hang up." And then she says, "How does he do that?" Anyway, they they decide they're going to send up the welcome wagon. So there's all reporters saying they're going to try establish some communication. Uh, in the meantime, David and his dull man are in the Oval Office, uh, and apparently, when David and he and the president met, and the president wasn't the president at the time, they had a fight. Yeah, because I think Connie they, they were they, they he thought Connie was was. It was stepping out on him with with this with Thomas, but before he was president. Anyway, he tells her about the signal, and then the president comes in and he tr- he lays this info on him. David, tell him. Uh, I know why we have satellite disruption. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Let's say that you wanted to uh, coordinate with spaceships on different sides of the Earth. I couldn't send a direct signal, right? You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. The curve of the Earth prevents it. You'd need satellites to relay that signal in order to reach each ship. Well, I found a signal hidden inside our own satellite system. Excuse me, Mr. Preston. They're starting. using our own satellites against us. And the clock is ticking. So we find out from there, the president decides, you know what, we're out of here. We're going to leave the White House. Yep. And this is just as the welcome, remember the welcome wagon was sort welcome of... Welcome man goes up, goes we got the flashlights. Yeah. I'm all, I'm, at this point, I'm always thinking, what language, what, what Morse code, what are you going <laughs> to use? They come from another bloody Flash universe. Flash of lights, it's better. Yeah. What are the chances of them understanding what you're doing here? But anyway... It looks like there's some kind of activity here. This may be some type of response, Echo One. We see it too. Can't identify it. Good night, welcome wagon. I love how any alien, intergalactic, anyone, yep. they don't have projectiles. They have lasers. Lasers, yeah. Laser they have, yeah. Why don't we have that yet? We probably do, but they just don't let it <laughs> out. You think? Okay. They think? Imagine that getting out, having a laser gun. Wow. Laser, laser, what are they called? Laser pointers are enough trouble. Imagine having a proper laser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd, uh, I'd keep that on the down low, that one. Anyway, next thing we see is them evacuating the White House. Yep. Here's a little thing for you, though, Trev. Okay. Apparently, that when the president leaves on a helicopter, the rotors cannot be in motion until POTUS is on board, is secure on that craft within the helicopter. 
So you can't start the rotors until he's on board. Mate. They're never, ever going to be Mate. not on. Look up. Yeah. But anyway, that, there's, that's, there's that's an enormous they, alien. They said no matter what emer- the emergency that's, is, that, that's tipping, the rule. That's I'm the tipping rule. they break the rule for this. Yeah, okay, maybe. I'm tipping the president would say, fire up the rotors, fire I want to get on and yeah, go. Yeah, don't stuff around. Okay, fair enough. You with me? Yeah, but I'm just saying that the normal circumstances. Protocols be yeah, gone. Joe Biden wouldn't be, uh, they Man, won't he start wouldn't him. He make it to the chopper. <laughs> get to the <laughs> chopper. Get to the chopper. They'd be like, yeah, we're going to have to carry him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they're heading to Air Force One. They're out of there, right? Yep. Then we switch to the so things are happening fast now. The first lady's evacuated as well. We see Jasmine's on the road. She's sort of heading out of town, uh, and, and she's heading to the base. She's heading to see to see right. uh, Steve at the base. And Jeff Goldblum, or what David Levinson, gets on the plane as the countdown. Gets a ride on Air Force One. Time's up. Now that's when all the things, Mate, that's this, when all the mayhem started. This, this is the. Were best. you expecting this? No. Did you get a shock here? Yes. Yeah. Right. This was mind blowing because, you know, I. So the thing is, it's it's such a captivating movie that you you do lose track of time. So I didn't yeah. know where we were in the we're movie. We're sort of half an hour in now. But at yeah. this point, I pressed the you know the down arrow on the fetch box and went, "Oh my god, we got an hour and a half to go," <laughs> and th- this is bad. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, norm- <laughs> if this a- anyone else scripting this would be like, okay, so with you know, 30 minutes to go in a two-and-a-half-hour movie, yeah. we'll open up the gun sh- guns and we'll take them out. Yep. But no, no. There's a bit, these of, bit things, of story to go. These yeah. things actually devastate some of the largest yep. cities in the world. Well, the the ships wow. open up. The president gets onto Air Force One, blasts all the major cities. We're talking New York, L.A., Washington. But didn't you – didn't you? how much did you enjoy seeing the White House blow up? Did you see that? I, I – uh, I did don't you, did you see think it? about how much I enjoyed it? Okay. But, you know, it well, certainly was pretty. It was epic. an iconic part of the movie right. that was sort of it's on the cover of the DVD. Uh, it's amazing. That's right? a bit of a giveaway. The White House, yeah, it is a bit. Well, it was in the trailer anyway. So was it? Yeah. The, uh, okay. the so, White oh, House. So you would have expected all this. Oh yeah, no. Well, you knew when the White see, House. Mate, you blew got to realise I come yeah. at these. Yeah, no. Without, without the trailer. Without, should I be watching the trailer? Do you reckon? Sometimes yeah, sometimes no. Well, in this I instance, think this is more. I think it's yeah, more exciting. You probably went in. But you're right. Left. How do you promote a movie this epic? This was without bad. exposing things like that. This was like a signature scene from the movie that was on the covers, trailers, right. and people. I remember being in a theater when this trailer came on, and the when that White House blew up in the trailer, people were cheering. It was just <laughs> an amazing reaction. Wow, yeah. But the White House that they exploded was built at a one-twelfth scale. So yeah, it's quite pretty, a large yeah. model, right? Um, and just so it, it, so it could blow up sort of and look unique, they only had one crack at it, right? They, uh, they decided to film it with nine cameras running at various speeds. One of them was 12 times faster. Mm-hmm. So when they play it back, it looked more like a realistic explosion. Uh, so it looked normal. So uh, it made right. the, it made the explosion seem sort of larger and slower on the film. So yeah. it looked it looked amazing. And the scene, as I said, is on the in the teaser, the trailer, the TV spots, the cover of the movie on Blu-ray and all that as the, well. The moment where Air Force One's taking off on the runway and is literally meters being chased by flames, yeah, is also a bit, just makes it off the ground. It's a bit dumb. But you know what? There's another plot hole there if you're into your. Aerodynamics. No, I, don't, I don't think it would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the to, if all that heat and flame was around, it would be sucking there, the there air. There wouldn't be enough lift under the wing. Yeah. The air would have been. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have taken off. But anyway, mate. it's a movie, mate. 
It's, oh, it's okay. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a documentary. I just I just <laughs> think for the sake of it, yeah. it should have been further back in the distance. It just Maybe. didn't look at all believable to me. Yeah, well, it, was, it just sort of showed you how close it was. It they just, they just made it out of there. Yeah, yeah. The next thing we see, though, Jasmine in the tunnel. Remember, she calls yeah, the dog and they, they, they go into oh, the tunnel. But see, that's this is the thing. The Air Force One, completely not believable. Yeah. But her in the tunnel going, actually, if we go in here, uh, not like, actually, the flames would have gone in there. Yeah. But in terms of logic... That felt real. Yeah. Like, that felt like a she smart thing to do. in a little sheltered spot yeah. there, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Dog, the dog just makes it in there. Just, of scene. course. You don't yeah. kill a dog, There's mate. a couple of those You in don't there. kill a dog in a movie. There's no... Ever. ever. You, you never don't kill dogs in movies. It's never happened? Well, I heard a podcast the other day about um, the bloke who directed uh, Ron Burgundy, you know, the Anchorman? Yeah. And he reckons the test screening where the dog... Implied that Spoiler the dog died. Alert. Everyone, everyone rated the movie twenty points lower than than what they would normally would because the dog died. They changed it without the dog dying. Twenty points better pre pre screening rating. So wow. don't kill a dog. Don't kill dogs. Wow. The, we're now July three. Yeah. And 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 the you see the um the ships are hovering above the devastated cities in New York City. Did you? I paused it uh, on New York City. Where the Statue of Liberty is broken and, and face down in the harbour, and the World Trade Center is sort of in pieces. Not not didn't fall, yeah. but it all broken up in pieces. So you just see this devastated skyline. It, it's worth a pause if you want to go look. Oh, at you know that. what I? You know, yeah. Do you know what? Have one guess what I first thought when that in that moment with the nine eleven. No, um, with the Statue of Liberty in the yeah, in the in the harbour in in the water. Yeah. What do you think I thought of? Um, the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See, you've got a good memory, mate. Anyway, LA, Washington, devastated. Yep. Russell Case, take memory, he got in his RV, starts there. Well, yep. We're going to head out of the, we gotta the go. desert. He, he, this yeah. is where he became logical. He's like, we've got to go yeah. with them. If Away they're leaving, from these cities, yeah. If they're leaving, we're leaving. Let's, we'll just, let's just get out of here. Yeah. We're out. Yeah, and you see uh, President on Air Force One lamenting the fact that, you know, a lot of people died today. But we also no contact with the First no, Ladies. This yeah, is a pretty so, serious moment. Yeah, we're, we're worried. Uh, Jasmine comes out of the tunnel, finds all the devastation. Um, next thing, we switch to the uh, the the Marines briefing, the Black Knights. Do you like the name of the, the, the yeah. team, the Black Knights? it's all right. And uh, I think um, um, Harry Connick Jr.'s character goes, are you scared? He goes, uh, no. He goes, oh, hold me. Remember, he's joking around. <laughs> and uh, he goes, is everything, all right? is everything all right there, mate? Something you want to add to this briefing, Captain Hiller? No, sir. Just a little anxious to get up there and whoop E.T.'s ass. That's all. <laughs> And you get your chance. <laughs> and then the Harry Connick Jr.'s character, his name, he says, let's kick the tires and light the fires. And then they... Uh, I they, love they, the little victory dance. Yeah, the cigar. cigar. They can't go without the victory which dance. Which is, again... Not until the fat lady sings. It's really nicely done because it, it features yes, again later on. Absolutely right. And yeah. they go, they're heading down to what's left of downtown LA, and they discover that when they fire on the ship that there's a shield. Yeah. Right? So they the missiles hit it and there's all this green sort of shield and then they discover too that all these smaller alien just, ships emerge and they're thinking, hang on a minute, it's a dogfight here. We're 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 going for it. It's pretty full on. It's yeah. it's pretty well shot. The yeah. the dogfights are great. Brilliant. There's planes exploding left, right and centre. None of the enemies exploding because they've got little shields. They've got as little well. shields too, yeah. And that's where uh, Harry Connick Jr. Jimmy is, that, Jimmy is Harry Connick Jr.'s character. Um, they, they decide to take two. Remember, they go, let's hit the deck. Remember, they go fly low, and there's two other craft are following them. Yeah. He tries to bank too steeply and, and gets killed. Yeah. And then uh, we see 
uh, Hiller, Captain Hiller, flying through the canyons. Remember, he's sort of showing a little bit of a little bit of manoeuvring capabilities there. But then he decides, though, I love, the line. I love it. I love the line. Where he goes, "Hope you got airbags," and he deploys the chute and covers up the ship, yep. so he crashes. Yeah. And I love it when he he gets out. He gets out of the ship, and he's uh, he's <laughs> he's thinking, okay, he's sort of he's sort of had a victory of sorts. Yep. But uh, we hear him say this. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Ship all banged up. Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. I'm lining all your friends up right beside you. <laughs> Where you at? Huh? Huh? Where you at? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> that is a great moment because it really sets that character up as oh, yeah, having yeah. no fear. Yeah, that's the critical yeah. part of that character. But he's also no captured an alien too. The alien there's yeah. knocked him out, so he's uh, he's got a good punch. Yeah, Jasmine's uh, f- ferrying people. She's found a truck and picks up other survivors. Uh, David though on Air Force One, not feeling too crash hot. He's a bit airsick. Is this maybe this you? Uh, yeah, a bit airsick like this. Yeah, definitely. You still do. Yeah, really. So you need a window seat? Is that I've right? Got to have a window. You got a window. You got to see the horizon. Air Force One. I got to be the president. What? A <laughs> you need a window seat. Air Force One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, but that. There's a nice little exchange here though with um with David with with Julius and 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 Connie. Yeah. And he said all he said all he was all he could think of was getting to you. You know. He said there's still love there. He goes all you need is love. Remember? He goes John Lennon shot in the back. Very sad. That, that was what he was talking about. But the president, though, uh, is trying to make a plan, of course, and the, the one of the plans suggested is they've got to launch some sort of counter-offensive. Yep. But before they even think about that, they're talking about launching nukes, and then someone comes in and goes, NORAD. Yeah. They've just blown up NORAD, which is where the vice president, where they told it's him where to they go sent in the first all the place. Others, yes. Yeah. So luckily he didn't take their advice. He'd be dead. So the vice president, all the cabinet, everyone's dead. So just the president running the show on his own. Uh, but then they they hear they think look you know what do we got to do we we've got to we've got to make some kind of strike. We must launch. A delay now would be more costly than when you waited to evacuate the cities. No, no, you're not going to launch nuclear weapons. You're going to kill them and us at the same time. If we fire nukes, then everybody else who's got to fire. You, you know what that means? Fallout. You're your nuclear winter. It's the end of life as we know it. Do you hear what they're talking about? Don't even think about it. I don't have to go. It can't be allowed. Captain, get him out of here. Hey, don't tell him to shut up. You'd all be dead now if it wasn't my David. None of you did anything to prevent this. There's nothing we could do. It's so a great he, moment. Yeah, his old man stands up for us. But this is also know? this is also the critical moment where they're talking about you know Area Fifty One, yeah, and, and Roswell, and, and I think <laughs> it's everyone's everyone's dream is this is the real the conversation. Is, <laughs> the president doesn't know, but there yeah. is someone. I think it's the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, he goes. That's not entirely He's accurate. Like, yeah, yeah, well, maybe, and so it's like, yeah. radio, we got to head that way. We're going right? there now. Yeah. yeah. So Jasmine's also uh, stumbled upon the the first lady who crashed helicopter, and they have How a remarkable. conversation. Yeah, lucky find. Just isn't unbelievable, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, LA's a big place. Big place, yeah. And she just the happens first lady. to stumble across <laughs> the yeah. first lady. But then uh, we see uh, Steve Hiller dragging this the alien. This may be my yeah. favorite part of the whole movie. You know, this was supposed to be my weekend off. I knew. Got me out here dragging your heavy ass through the burning desert with your dreadlocks sticking out the back of my parachute. You gotta come down here with an attitude, hacking all big and bad. 
And what the hell is that smell? I could have been at a barbecue. A little bit of trivia here for you. The line, what the hell is that smell, unscripted. Yeah, right. Because where they filmed this was on the salt flats yes. near the Great Salt Lake in Utah. Okay. Now, what happens there, this is like a lot of tiny crustaceans called brine shrimp live there yeah. as well. And what happens when they die, the bodies sink to the bottom of the lake, which is it was shallow, and they decompose. And when when it gets windy, so when it when the wind is the breeze sort of picks up that smell, um, and the bottom mud's disturbed, and that smell then comes to the surface and it stinks. That's why he, That's said, why that he said that. Yeah, because it actually stank. Yeah. And uh, so he sees the RVs, remember, coming in on the horizon, yep. and they give him a lift to Area Fifty One, uh, just as Air Force One lands in Area Fifty One as well. And then they find, like, I I I find it interesting. The president knew nothing about the place. It was there's all these people working along, and they meet Doctor Ocon, the the, the scientist yeah. as well, and he says, "I'm sure you'd like to see the big tamale, like the the thing that they've been working on for years, but yeah, he never yeah. knew existed." Uh, then they see the the alien ship for the first time, and then he tells them that all the all the little gizmos started working again for some reason. They couldn't work out the power how it worked, mm. but because the other mothership was approaching, the power came on. Um, but then he he asks him, "Yes, look, you know." talking about the aliens and asked, you know, well, would you like to see them? You said you can repair their technology. Can you tell us anything useful about them? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they're not all that dissimilar from us. Breathes oxygen, comparable tolerances to heat, cold. Probably why they're interested in our planet. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you guys want to see them? <laughs> So they go into the lab. He goes, we're the call of the freak show. This guy is like... <laughs> he was in Star element. Trek, that guy. His name's Brent oh, really? Spiner. He played a character in Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Yeah. Because this is where he actually shows... They're, they're in like test tubes, big, enormous yeah. things. And they're actually in this freak show lab. And this is where he actually shows them to the president. They were wearing uh, some sort of biomechanical suits. But once we got them off, we learned a great deal about their anatomy. Eyes, ears, no vocal cords. We're assuming they communicate with each other through some other means. You're obviously not thinking about uh, hand signals and body language. Uh, it's some kind of extrasensory perception, telepathy. So, it's an organic life form. Can they be killed? No. Their bodies are just as frail as ours. And these two died in the crash. Uh, this one a few weeks later. You just you have to get through their technology, which is, I'm sorry to say, far more advanced. Can they be killed? The president of the United States asked. Yeah. There's three dead of dead aliens in the jails. <laughs> They're dead already, mate. Of course they can be killed. I guess his point in his are they as fragile is, as us? Sort of is, did they die in the crash, or did you know okay. are we able to kill okay. them ourselves? Fair call. But actually, I was wrong. This bit's my next. My, this next bit's my favourite bit. Is when the when where, where the arrive. RVs all arrive at the at, at a gateway to Area Fifty One. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's, it's an open space, but there's yeah. just a gate just there. A gate, yep. And Will Smith's character is just demanding entry, and they're like, yeah. "You can't come in here." And he just he's, he exposes the alien. Because I'll just leave this here for you. Then will I? <laughs> and he goes, "I'll let him go." In you go. But he lets doesn't just let Will Smith yeah, in the unit. Just let him every in. RV in you go. Of course, of course. No dramas. Of course. 
Uh, now they're talking about you know they're back in the vault and they're talking about you know we need to we need to consider consider uh, nuclear strikes and then they discover that they've brought a real alien, a, a one that's still alive, and yep. they rush him into the lab and President meets Hiller. Uh, we also discover that El Toro has been destroyed as well. Remember, the aliens yep. attacked that as well. Jasmine yep. arrives to see the destruction, and then she also attends to the first lady, who's not in the, not in a good way. Then we are into the Area Fifty One lab. They're going to take the biomechanical suit off, and but even before they get to doing it, remember? Did you did you get a little fright when it popped open real quick? Little, yeah, yeah, a little jump, little jump. Are you a jumper in a movie? Like not massively, okay. not not for this. That was a solid one. They see the finger moving, the arm moving, then yeah, it the, opens. The, I was nervous when it yeah. was when it when it kind of started to clinch. You're thinking mm, something bad. Hang on a minute, yeah, something bad's going to happen here. Uh, this is a side. pretty epic. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I love this scene. Yeah. I love this scene because a alien not dead, it's yep. on attack in attack mode now. Yep. B, it's just havoc in the lab. Yeah, um, I think you've got the president and everything up in the in the. Yeah, but see, it's they, all, they all smoke. In. You can't see anything. You can't see anything because it's all uh, smoked out. But then the bloody doctor gets smashed up against the window, and this is yeah. the first time you realise that whole no vocal cords. Love those little yeah. little bits, and he's but he got his little tentacle around around the throat. Of the doctor, so the alien is using the doctor's vocal cords to, to speak. communicate. Correct. So good. Yeah. And then the president tries to make communication as well. I know there is much we can learn from each other if we can negotiate a truce. We can find a way to coexist. Can there be a peace between us? What is it you want us to do? Die. <laughs> so not very encouraging peace talks. And, just then, there. and then it's a very it's a very wise presidential move to he just goes, Is this glass bulletproof? Yeah. <laughs> and it's Shoot like him. Radio. Yeah. yeah. Go for it, boys. But, but not before though. Remember, he he gets they sort of they but use. He their does mind. that same because yeah. he does that to the doctor, doesn't he? Well, the, he he wraps his tentacles around the doctor so he can speak. No, but, but earlier, he, I think I think when he cracks him open, he does that this this oh yeah sort noise, of noise yeah, and, and, and it hurts his that's brain, what yeah. makes the the doctor you know recoil and, yeah. and go down. But the president also gets a, a glimpse. Through their ear, through their tech, their their, their yeah, so ESP. that weird noise. Yeah, but he he sort of he says actually like a way of communicating yeah. through ESP. He so he sort of gets a feeling for what they're going to do. Are you all right? I saw his thoughts. I saw what they're planning to do. They're like locusts. They're moving from planet to planet. Their whole civilization. After they've consumed every natural resource, they move on. And we're next. Newcom. Yeah. I snooped the bastards. <laughs> Do you reckon a president's ever said that? Uh, no. Yeah. David and Connie, they're talking about uh, they're in they're in uh, Area Fifty One as well, and talking about sort of how things didn't work out between them. And he said, she said, it's, "Oh, didn't you ever want to be part of something special?" You know, and he goes, "I thought I was part of something special." We mean their relationship. It's all a bit blah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just it's a story. Oh, it's a nice. Subplot. I think you know what the 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 sort be of the way to enjoy the way movies are written is that 
the bigger the fall, the better the redeem. You know what I mean? Like this is sort of playing on the fact yeah, that they used yeah, to be a couple yeah. and all that. And then, uh, next thing we see, Steve Hiller hijacking the chopper. And what I loved about the funny part of this scene was the big, big guy came Huge over and goes, hey, what are you doing? He goes, look. Just tell him I hit you or knocked you out. And he goes, what? He goes, you're a midget. I'm, a, I'm six foot eight. Like, you reckon you're going to beat me? Yeah. That was funny. Uh, then they decide we're going to hit one with a nuke, remember? So the ship that's over Houston, they decide to give it a crack. Yep. Confirm the launch codes, locked on, deploy. How do you decide which And they one go, to go, yeah, at? we'll think, well, what do we do? Like, imagine that decision, thinking if it's, gonna, it's a York, nuclear Houston? blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the, remember the Secretary of Defense goes, it's a hit. And then they go, okay, confirm the target. Yeah, and then it's actually a good minute or thinking, so where you... They've done it, yeah. Because there is a moment where they do sub-confirm it, but then one person says, we need a visual, visual confirmation. Visual confirmation, yeah. And then he says, negative, target remains. Yeah. So we're thinking, okay, put the nukes away. They're not going to work either. First lady uh, we see is in a bad way. Steve turns up on a chopper, just happens to find her at El Toro, because he told course. her to go there, remember? He said, he go did. there. He knew that's where she he thought, be. I'm going to go pick you up, and he did. Yep. Uh, and then she says to him, you're late. <laughs> but then the president sees his wife in the hospital and she, yeah. he says to her, look, you know what? The doctor tells him on the quiet, look, mate, we can't stop the bleeding. We don't know what's going on. And I then, then that, he, I'd sack that yeah. doctor if I was the It's like, dude, <laughs> mate, do why haven't you got her in the opera? Mate, yeah, seriously. Do what you can, yeah. I'm right. sure internal bleeding can be, uh, you know. A de- Maybe in the uh, 90s. Uh, they uh, didn't a have death. That. Yeah. But preventable, for sure. Seriously. It's the first lady, too. You're not Get gonna, her on the operating yeah. table. Absolutely. And yeah. start repairing some internal bleeds, folks. Yeah. Anyway, she... Remember, he says to her, oh, they say you're going to be fine. And she says, liar. Remember, she knew yeah. that, that little line. Yeah. Uh, she passed away, unfortunately, and uh, the daughter has a heartbreaking little line. Is, is mummy sleeping now? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then the next thing, it now clicks over to July the 4th. I'll be honest. Yeah. That was the first time I realised it was, it was Independence, Independence Day. Day. <laughs> really? You didn't get July 2, July 3 before that? Didn't really? tweak. Okay. Better late than never. Yep. But then we find uh, David in the lab, and you know what? He's not real happy. What the hell are you doing? I'm making a mess. Yeah, this I can see. You gotta burn the rainforest. Dump toxic waste. Pollute the air and rip up the ozone. Because maybe if we screw this planet up enough, they won't want it anymore. David, David, don't do this to yourself. So that that also establishes that we all knew. Remember in the office back then, he was he was blowing up the people who were putting the cans in the recycling yes. bin. So he's, you know he's a bit of a environmentalist. He's, he's, an environmentalist. he's uh, a, a bit of a greenie, wanting that sort of gives him more incentive to try to save the planet and yeah. make it but better. His but dad says, "Get up before you catch a cold." That yeah. I didn't really. He, he realizes that's an idea. I'll be honest. It didn't twig with me what the idea was, not thinking that a cold is a virus, but yep, yep. I got there in the end. Yes. And this is a pretty cool scene because it's pretty intense. Everyone's in there, the you know, the ship that they've been working on at Area 51, which is, you know, it's kind of remarkable. Yeah, they do the demo, about, right? Yeah, maybe puts a demo on for it. Yeah, well, he, he does the demo and he also, he also like says, remove the clamps and it kind of hovers there. Yeah. But remember, he goes, I'll put the Coke can up there. Remember, he goes, you got your yeah, sidearm? Yeah, shoot it. Shoots at it. No, it doesn't realise it's going to rip. First one goes, pew, 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 everywhere. <laughs> Could have killed someone. Could have killed eight people, yeah. Um, you know, the, the ship hovers. We know that he can disable the shield, so that's a big tick. Yep. Everyone, that's basically authorised. Right, mate, this is the plan. You do it. And then it's just Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith standing there. And I think it's Will <laughs> Smith says, can you do all that bullshit? Yeah, he goes, oh, can you fly that thing? And, 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 and he goes, yeah, he goes, can you, it's, can you it's do like all that bullshit two, you It's just like said? the two of them agreeing that they're, <laughs> yeah. they're both batting above their average in yes. terms of what they might be capable of, but we're going to do it anyway. Because you, you look closely at Jeff Goldblum or David Levinson when he's describing what he's have to do. He goes, we're going to go to the mothership and plant the virus. And 
You can see in his face that, oh, this is such bullshit. This is not going to work. You can see in his face. I don't know whether that's an acting decision or whether the actor himself thought that. Um, but then we decide that we we find that other air forces they they decide they're going to organise an offensive, organise so every plane. The first time they bring the rest of the world back into it, yeah. you see that early on. Yes, but now you realise okay, there's well, going to be they've a got to band together. Yeah. They've got to get together. They've got to coordinate. I think the president says get all the planes and all the pilots you can find. Correct, and they decide to communicate via Morse code as, as well. You do. Good old Morse code. So they've all the other countries find they're going to launch a, a counteroffensive, and we saw all the, all the other countries reacting. It's I think it makes the news bulletins as well. And then next next objective though is to find pilots. Remember they go outside and still get anyone with flying experience come forward. Yep. You're going to be flying a fighter jet, and and <laughs> it's a pretty cool moment because you realise crop dust the guy is going to stand up. But this yep. was also where I realised at some point the president's going to fly. Because you flash back Good to that call. earlier scene. Good call. With the Gulf War yes. pilot. It was set up and, for him, wasn't it? It was a setup. We'll it get was to a that. beautiful yeah. setup, yes. I, I thought. But we'll get um, to that. This, this was the moment yeah. that I realised it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? President, yeah, it's a bit of a suspension of disbelief. President's going to fly the plane, of course. Of course, of course. And, uh, but I, I like how he, Russell Case, says, look, on a personal note, <laughs> ever since I was kidnapped by aliens, I'm dying for a bit of payback. Yeah. So we then then see the uh, the alien ships getting ready for this trip. It's been armed with a nuclear device. They said, look, once you deploy this thing, you've got 30 seconds to get the hell out of there. And they go, righto. So they're, uh, he goes, look, you know, you're always trying to save the planet. So he, I think Connie says to him, um, Hiller gets married to Jasmine, remember, before the, fl- yeah. before the flight? And Connie and David were witnesses. Connie notices he's still wearing his ring. Did you notice that? Was that yes. touching? Was that, yes. was that a touching lovely, moment? Lovely touching moment. moment. And they hold hands in the, in the aisle there. President, though, makes his speech on the 4th of July. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Solid. Goosebumps, mate. Solid speech. I've got goosebumps. That is an amazing speech. It's speech. It's awesome. And do you remember the cheering afterwards? Yeah. That was not scripted. All the extras just started cheering because they thought that was an that was amazing awesome. performance. Yeah, right. They cheered just because of his delivery of those lines. Good delivery. And yeah. this is then when you when you find out he's going to pilot and not a single yep. Secret Service agent tries to stop him. He says, I belong in the air. But, you know, let's yeah. just leave that to pass. <laughs> well, yeah. There's no... Aliens are going to blow us up, mate. So Secret Service sort of, yeah. so they give him a bit of leeway. Is that yeah, how it yeah. works? This is also then when the, the, the boys are walking to the ship and he he, he re- realizes he needs a bloody cigar. The cigar, the victory dance. He's got to have the victory dance. And then David's old man gives him a couple. Julius lays a couple. Of, his last two. A couple of Cubans. Amazingly, Kramer gave him a couple of Cubans left. So um, he, they get that. Yep. Do you like it when they first get in and he says, "Oops, he flies the wrong way." He yeah. sort of goes, "Oh, hang on, I'll turn it upside down." <laughs> he turns the sticker upside down. You get that down. with the flight simulator. You got to sort of go up, yeah, up well, to go up, down to down, down. Or is the opposite? 
Uh, How do you go on the flight sim? Isn't well, it up, there's up no to go up? forward and back, right? Pull to go up, in this push one, to go back, forward. push to go down. Yeah. But in this one, it's forward and back, and it's the opposite, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. And he turns his little note around. It's right? very <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He's got a little sticker and he turns it upside down. <laughs> but he goes, whoops, he goes, nearly put a he- kex on the whole thing. And then they head up, he goes, okay, now, without the oops, let's go that way. So, uh, But what I like about this scene, too, is when... He flies out. He goes, oh, i got to get myself one of these. And he's sort of thinking, he goes, what about I go this way, this way? And he's Jeff Goldblum's obviously yeah, got motion sickness. Yeah, he's not a fan, yeah. But he sort of has this moment of quiet where sort of he suddenly is out of the atmosphere in space and he realises a dream. He wanted this to do it. this and this he's done it. This is always what yeah. he wanted to do. So that was sort of another little, uh, another little part of his story arc there. But the offensive's been launched. Aliens are heading, though, to Area 51. So it's all happening. Yep. When they're in uh, in orbit, though, the the little alien ship is then now suddenly being drawn into the mothership. In. So it's on Which a freaks Will Smith beam. out, but the other yeah, one. but yep. he goes, "Oh no, this is good." He goes, uh, "He uh, they decide that's okay." But then they just they when they realise the big ship on Earth is coming towards Area Fifty One, they go, "What about all the people outside? They go, Let's bring them in." So yeah. they rush them inside, um, and then they decide. Then they so. They dock with the mothership. This is your first they, realization yeah, of just how the massive size, the yeah, sheer yeah. size of this, right? And uh, and that you see, did you notice too? All the like the soldiers and the ships all gathering, and he says, "Oh, it looks like they're preparing for an invasion. Like yes. they're, they're getting ready for phase two yes. to come down and sort of run the place." Um, there is a bit of suspension yeah. of disbelief here again oh, yeah, because it's like, yeah, dude, I think they would have noticed this is a ship that's been missing for. Yeah, maybe. 30 years. 40 years, yeah. yeah. The inventory wasn't that good. suddenly turned back on again. <laughs> Hello, you're back. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, but I like it. They dock, and remember, they block the windows, and um, he then uploads the virus. Yeah. So um, once it gets on onto the ship, he, uh, they find out on Earth somehow that it's been deployed, and they go, right, let's go in. Again, and, and another and suspension of disbelief moment where I'm like, I mean, have they really? If there's a if there's a a shield around this thing, yeah. all those things going on, how do they even know where they are anymore? Yeah. Then again, SpaceX do have cameras live on. Yeah. On they, I think they mentioned they've got a really strong radio that can send oh, a signal. They, they, do, they do mentioned they, they sort Good of they them, qualified yeah. that. But uh, anyway, the 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 payload has been delivered, so the virus is in. Shields are still up though. Remember, they think I'm yeah, thinking, they have one, on, what's yeah. happening? But then go, hang on a minute. President, let's, isn't let's try it goes, again. Let's yeah. go one more let's time. Let's go one other crack. And bang, it explodes. And they're thinking, okay, shields are down. They're in. But then we sort of, David and Stephen realise they're, they're locked in the dock. They can't go anywhere. He can't move. They're He's thinking, so what deploy. are we going to do here? We're just going to, what do we do? We're just going to have a bit of fun with them. So uh, they decide to do this. Hey, all right. Look at us. Take a look at the earth leg. Goodbye. I'll take care, all right? None but love for you. None but love for you. You didn't have any clue what's about to happen to him. Oh, not a chance in hell. Good night. So, meanwhile on Earth, though, the that we find they're preparing to fire the primary weapon. So the big, the big laser from the middle there and they're, yeah. they're thinking how many bloody missiles are left and they're not they're not uh they're not getting enough uh hits on on the on the ship but uh good old russell case comes through do me a favor tell my children i love them very much all right you alien assholes in the words of my generation up. Yeah! <laughs> I did love that bit. 
Because remember, he tried to fire the weapon and it jammed. Yeah. So he thought, I'm just going to use the yeah. plane and, as the missile. And, and again, oh, like yeah. you do, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. He sacrificed himself. I imagined, because the president's out of weapons. You imagine first the president's going to be wanting to bring it down. Yeah. Then, you, oh, crop duster guy's going to fire the final one. That's that's the crop assumption. Crop duster guy, yeah. But in the end, it's a bloody yeah, kamikaze he's, mission. He sacrificed himself. And he yeah. sacrifices himself. Yeah. But I do love the up yours thing, because it, yeah, it, it actually is. Like, when was this yeah. movie? 1993. Like it, it has so much credibility today as well, because there's no way a young person <laughs> would say yours. up yours, right? Yeah, exactly right. They'd be much more explicit. So he uh, fire. They discover him flying into the into the weapon as it's discharging is what it sort of sent it backwards back into the ship well, and blew up. Essentially, they so need to fire. They a need weapon to go in, up into, into the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. So now he said they said now we know how to take him down. Go tell hard. everyone. Yeah. Um. And so we get, we cut back to Dave and Steve on the and, uh, on the mothership and all these other ships are starting to. Surround them, them, and they're thinking, "What do we do here?" And they think, "Yeah, you know, they get the cigars out, and they, they decide they go, they're going to have a." It's been a pleasure, and um, when they they launch the nuke, but um, after once once the once the nuke has has exploded, we're loose. Can you get us out of here in thirty seconds. I ain't heard no fat lady. Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. So, <laughs> I ain't heard no reason, fat lady. For some reason, launching the nuke, which starts a thirty second timer. Dislodges the yeah, uh, or re, re well, relaunches it, it. They get loose and off yeah. uh, off they go. And they're I off. Mean, it's a pretty awesome scene again where they're going out again. Yeah. There's that whole oh, just the last. If you time the moment. thirty seconds, it's actually a minute forty. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Get out. I timed it. Yeah. it's a minute forty, but it's a movie. Okay, I told you a lot of lot of cheesy parts of this. It's like Jack Barron twenty four. A lot <laughs> yeah, of that stuff <laughs> not happening. Exactly right. In concert, I ain't heard no fat lady. But then what happens though? Once they get out. It ain't over then. So don't forget the, the the nuclear bomb on board the mothership suddenly detonates and the mothership just disintegrates and they're caught in the debris field. Again, same. And they're thinking, what the hell are we issues. doing here? Yep. But what cut back to Earth and you see that the the scenes around the world where the crash ships are seen around the world. Yeah, there was yeah, one yeah. in Africa. Yeah. And you see one with the pyramids, so yes. that's Egypt. And then in Sydney. Sydney, huh? So the one if you I worked this out, if the ship it's from the, the angle suburbs, the roosters yeah, are gone. It's sort of in uh it's Pots like Point. at Bondi Beach. It's probably a Bondi. Yeah, sort I think of it's pretty on much Bond- the whole yeah, of the, the whole, eastern suburbs. The whole of Bondi Beach is just Gonski. Yeah. But Mate, although, I reckon Potts yeah. Point Kings Cross through to Bondi gone. But no, there is a bit of a if you do the perspective on it though, because like Bondi Beach is not fifteen kilometers away from Sydney. Yeah. Like the size of that ship where it's sitting, if it was sitting across the, above the CBD, 15 kilometres, the edge of it would be at sea and the other edge of it would be near bloody, near, in, in the inner west. Yep. So if it fell where, unless it moved, of course, it would have fallen straight on Sydney Harbour, but it would have been, a, it, for the movie, it was a nicer shot of the harbour and course, the, the opera yeah. house in the foreground, of yeah. course. <laughs> Listen to us <laughs> discussing where the ship would be. And uh, then, of course, you know, the uh, the cell, they were all celebrating, but they're saying, look, there's no sign of the delivery boys. Yeah. No, we uh, lost contact with them. And uh, hang on a minute, there's something on radar. Yep. And they made it. My question to you is that when they left the mothership, the earth rotated They've got no control. Yeah, mate. Anyone that's how seen do they few, land back there yeah, again? Anyone that's seen a few lunar launches yeah. knows that they I landed mean, right back the, where they started. The timing of the re-entry yeah. and the location is pretty critical. It's that's a, that's why pilot. space shuttles are able to land on different parts of America, or yeah. you know the the capsules land in different. I found oceans. that a little convenient where they land right there. That's pretty good. That's the piece of this but, uh, movie you found. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but the president thanks, of course, Steve Hiller and David and. Uh, that the uh, Steve also grabs up his the little boy. What was the little boy's name? Do you remember the boy's name? 
Yeah. Anyway, he says to him, he says to him uh, at the end, he, he made a little promise, remember? Happy Fourth of July, Daddy. Same to you, Munchkin. Didn't I promise you fireworks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's the end there, mate. It was uh, an epic adventure. But there are a lot of cool lines, though, as well, and uh, a couple of them from our man, or one of them at least, from our man uh, Julius, uh, David's dad. I, I love the line where, remember, they're playing chess and he's taking his time. Hey, do you have any idea how long it takes for those cups to decompose? <laughs> You don't move soon. I'm going to start to decompose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good chess. It's a good chess yeah, line, isn't it? Yeah, it takes it, make a move. Uh, and of course, this is this became an iconic line as well. When after Will Smith knocked out the alien, that's what I call a close encounter. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell Case as well has another. Just before he 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 piles into the just smashes into the ship. Do you remember how he was abducted by aliens? Yes. That was the point where that was all over for him and the the ship. But this is also a cool one when they get out of the mothership. Elvis has left the building! Yeah! He goes, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) There's some good lines that give you a bit of a a down, like a smile in this one. Yeah, it's good. There's a lot of good one-liners in it. Uh, Let's talk... We've already sort of exposed a few plot holes, yeah, but here's yeah. some really obvious ones, right? Remember early Apart on... the fact that aliens come the, yeah. <laughs> the mothership moves over the moon, so it was near the moon. Yeah. that's quite. If a 550-kilometre object is near the moon, yeah. you'd notice it, don't you reckon? I think so. So I think that um, the it was... The, given its size, anybody on Earth would have noticed it. They would have think, "What's Mate, that thing?" There would the moon? have been an eclipse of some sort. Yes, and any amateur astronomer would have seen what's that big object near the moon. So they're thinking NASA, but not NASA. They didn't know NASA goes, "What's this?" So they didn't see it until it was near the moon. Anyway, maybe the NASA people from that period have moved on. Now, uh, I, I mentioned this one already. Can they be killed? They're already in the tanks dead. Yeah. Of course, they can be killed. Um, and well, the the biggest one too is that David in his plan, manages to write a virus for an unknown alien computer that happens to be Mac compatible. <laughs> Remember he had a PowerBook? I'll talk more about that in a sec. So that was a pretty leap of yeah. faith. He didn't know any kind of operating system they were using. They must use Windows, these aliens, I reckon. Or No, they must be Mac users. They must be Mac users. Unless he did it. Can you do a generic sort you of virus? You are outrageously <laughs> pulling this apart. It's funny, though. It I would have been in C++. That, that is funny, though. I think it's funny. <clears throat> Things you might not know, mate. Now, the effects of this movie, you have to admit, are really mate, good. I, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think that that's my favourite thing here, is that this stands up yeah. so it does. well. It does. has not aged at all. The, the effects are still quality. Yeah. Uh, one of the effects that were really cool was, remember when the... The buildings were blowing up and the flames were coming down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, to achieve that, the crew put a downward-facing high-speed camera above a miniature model of a street. Yeah. And what they did, they uh, they were sort of almost tilted at 90 degrees. So it was like they were filming. You, you thought it was flat, but they were filming it up. Yeah. Right. So the flames, when the explosives were set off, the flames would rush up towards the camera. Yeah. And it looked amazing. Gave the illusion that the flames were travelling laterally, so towards the camera. Um, except for the biplane during the crop dusting scene, any other aircraft in the film 
was either a model or computer generated. Wow. So all the, all the Air Force dogfights, wow. either models or, uh, or computer generated, CGI. Nice. Yeah. Now, Dean Devlin, one of the writer, said that most of the dialogue between Jeff Goldblum, Judd Hirsch, who he played his dad, and Will Smith was improvised. They just let him go, and a lot of that was improvised. Nice. This movie holds the record for the most miniature model work to appear in one film. Wow. So the model shop... Uh, so they estimated that they had more miniatures were used in this movie than in any other two movies combined. And it's probably a record that's going to stand because shortly after this, CGI became exactly. very popular. Right. So there was no need to build Why the miniatures. Build the models anymore. So that record is probably going to hold. The, uh, the, biggest, uh, the biggest models they built, they built miniatures of all the spaceships, but also a 30-foot destroyer model and a version of the mothership, so the mothership model, they had a model version of that that was 12 feet wide. So that was not quite a... It was a miniature from what it's yeah, based to yeah. size, but still quite sizable. Um, the DVD commentary, he remember that scene where she's in the tunnel and yep. the fire engine tumbles yeah. over? He, apparently that fire engine was a toy they bought at a toy store and they just threw, they just threw it up in the air and filmed it in slow motion. It's a toy from a toy shop. The fire engine. They also film, you know, there's a lot of news coverage and media in this. Yeah. They reckon uh, there were 70 mock news broadcasts created just for the movie. And a lot of them, <laughs> they only use parts of it. If you yeah. look at the DVD and the Blu-ray and the 4K, they've got, there's a there's a video of all the news reports that runs for like an hour. Oh, really? You can just listen to, there's the, the several scenes, clips Jesus run for quite Christ. a while. They, they made them so they can pick and choose whatever they wanted. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of detail that went into that there. Now, the abbreviation of this movie was ID4. Right. Remember that? Independence Day, 4th of July, ID4. Now, the reason they did that was for legal reasons, because the title, Independence Day, was actually owned by Warner Brothers before this, when this film was in production. Right. So they didn't want to have Independence Day everywhere. They went with ID4 until they could secure rights to the name, which they eventually did. So they paid a bit of money to Warner Brothers to secure... The title, the other titles they had up the sleeve was Invasion, yeah. and other one was Sky on Fire. Interesting. I would have taken that. Independence Day. It's brilliant. Independence Day. It's on Independence Day. Yeah, but you think you're only saying that because you know the movie. Yeah. Well, it just it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, size of the mothership in uh, was 550 kilometres, which is 342 miles. The city destroyers, so the ones the the round ones yeah. in the city, they were 15 miles across. Which made them twenty-four kilometers wide. That's a big bit that's of big, eh? yeah. That's a big, solid bit of equipment there. The uh, uh, and also too, Will Smith having, despite having top billing in the movie, yeah, doesn't appear on screen until twenty minutes in. That's right. Eh? Yeah, it's it kind of strange. Took a while to see him. Long introduction. Yeah. Did you notice when the Empire State Building was being framed and blown up? The, it was incorrectly shown to be breasting an intersection. You've been to the Empire State Building. Yeah. There's no street in front of it, so that you're looking at it like it's on the end of a street. Sure. So that was a bit of a... That's a... <laughs> yeah. The Capitol Dome, remember the effects where the Capitol Dome blew up? Yeah. Apparently it was shown crumbling like stone, but the... The dome of the capital is actually made of iron. Oh. Yeah, it's steel. It's not stone. They've got that wrong. 
And the Macintosh laptop that David uses is uh, is is shown as a PowerBook Quad X, so XXXX. Apparently, it was a prototype model that Apple supplied, and with no designation, they didn't have a model number. It was just looked like a PowerBook, mm. um, and it showed just the the Apple actually used it. the The logo was easily seen in some parts. And Apple used it in some ads at the time. And the ad said, what kind of laptop will you choose to save the world? Wow. (laughs) So they went with that. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. That's good integration. Good marketing early on. But you you did notice, remember it had the, it was the colourful logo? Remember the one that had the the stripes? Yeah, it was like a rainbow sort of design. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the movie, mate. And (laughs) I would love to hear your wrap-up and rating. Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think it stands up so well for, for the age of it. Um, there's no doubt it's a nine out of ten, if not more. Um, and it's 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 epically rewatchable. Oh, I can see how you sit and watch and enjoy this one. And I kind of want to. It's like eating McDonald's. You know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's popular because everyone knows exactly how it's supposed to taste and exactly yeah. how it is. I'm this just, is a movie when you rewatch it, you know what to expect. And I'm it's thinking the. Uh, Family would love. Vivi just hates violence, so I think the is it scary for you? Yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't love it, but Harry will love it. I'm going to watch yeah. it with Harry because okay. there's nothing. There's nothing in this that you know, apart from the the destruction. Yeah, there's no language, sex, violence. No, there's no. Yeah, yeah. There's no explicit language. It's just yeah, no. you see a lot of it's stuff just, blowing up. It's just the blowing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Harry and the will dog. Love this. The dog gets saved too. They don't hurt the dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never hurt. Never so hurt the dog, mate. Never hurt the dog. Exactly right, mate. Do not hurt yeah. the dog. Now. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about next week. We're Oof. going way back next week. Oh, really? To a film, a 1957 film. John Wayne. Called, no, Henry Fonda. I won't give you a quiz question. I'm just going to tell you about it. Okay. 12 Angry Men. Oh. This is... I thought uh, it was going to be On Golden Pond. No, On Golden Pond was in the in the 80s. That was an, a later movie. I don't know where that came from Henry, in my mind. Uh, Henry Fonda. <laughs> well, you, 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 you matched the actor, mate. You've done really? That. On Golden Pond was Henry Fonda. Wow. You are a freak. But anyway, this is 1957, an iconic movie of his, and it's set in one room. The whole thing. The jury room. It's a jury. Oh, okay. you mentioned this before, yeah. yes. Mate, I've got to say, this is... Fantastic. Okay. You're thinking, how the hell, they're in one room, 12 men talking in one room. It's a court, yeah, they're deliberating on a yes. case. You are going to love it. That is our movie for next week. It's black and white. Okay. So, uh, I own it on disc if you can't find it on any Ooh, of your, yeah. on any of your, Ooh, your yeah. streaming services. Ooh. So I look forward to presenting with you, and definitely you've not seen this before. I know <laughs> for a fact you haven't no. seen it before. Stella so called? 12 Angry Men. Okay. We're on it next week. Next week. And big thanks to our great sponsors, Fetch. If you're looking for any of the movies that we've already covered or any of the movies we're covering in the future, you can find it on Fetch and enjoy it on a big screen, high sense TV to complete the experience. Just like Trevor does. Your 85-inch TV. Oh. You watch all of these movies on your high sense 85-inch. So that was it. Independence Day. And next week, 12 Angry Men. Trev, look forward to you seeing that one. Bring it on.